Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to that Chelsea podcast, episode 11, the one where we rank Chelsea's Premier League titles. I'm joined by Jack Davies, as always. How are we doing, fella? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I've uh, been enjoying the sun, trying to get a tan, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're joined by the guest of last week's episode again. He's back by popular demand. It's Mr. Louis Fitz. How are we doing, man? Yeah, not bad, considering we got spanked 4-1 by Bayern, but I hope you're all good. Yeah, yeah, we are all good. On the episode today, we are going to try and rank Chelsea's Premier League title successes. It is an unenviable task due to the high standard of Chelsea's Premier League titles. Um, but we're going to give it a go. And we'll, the boys also give their favourite title because the favourite might not necessarily be the best. Right. We're going to go from fifth to first. So I'm going to start with Jack. Jack, for you, what is in fifth place? Uh, in fifth place, I've put the 2014-2015 title with Jose. Um, do you want me to give a quick? Yeah, give it. Just give a quick, like brief reason why you um, put it in fifth. I think we could have succeeded better in other competitions that season, as well as winning the league. But I think the fact that we ran away with it from the start, I think it wasn't as much of a challenge. Um, some of the other teams weren't as good that season. Although we obviously we did play well, we had some good players. Um, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Going to Louis, what is your fifth place? Yeah, the same as Jack, but not because of the competition thing. Because people do forget we actually won the League Cup that year at Wembley beating Spurs. So that's always sweet, especially when JT scores the first goal and then Diego comes around, running around when he scored the second. Um, I get the Champions League thing getting knocked out by PSG especially when they went down to 10 and David Luiz scoring was 
hard to take. But for me, the reason why that's last is partly not because of that season, but because of the season before. We bottled it so much. Um, I think pretty much bar United and Chelsea, everywhere where Jose's gone, he's, I think he's won the title first year. Um, I know he'd done it in 04, 05, but that year he obviously didn't do it and we just completely capitulated towards the end. So that was a shame, especially after beating the likes of Arsenal 6-0 that year. It was, was still a good year, but not winning the trophy that year was, I don't. I think that was a not, we, not an achievement, put it that way. We could have got to the Champions League final that season before. Yeah, bold, bold. yeah. Athletic. Yeah, we did. Um, so yeah, that's the reason I'd go with that last. And I also thought the second half of the season, the football was dire. Like I know, I know, I don't care how you win football matches as long as you win a trophy. Like I generally don't care. But I think that kind of like led into the second season, the third season, even when we just completely capitulated and he got sacked. I think we beat Swansea five nil, and that was the last time under Jose. I remember us playing well. After that, I think we were just like grinding out one nils and stuff, which. You know, that's something you have to do, and that's something good title teams do. But when it has an effect on the next season, I think that that was an issue, and it yeah, it just wasn't fun to watch. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd also put fourteen, fifteen in fifth place, pretty much for the reasons you boys mentioned. We actually the football we played in the first half of our season was really enjoyable. Remember, we won six three at Goodison Park against Everton. Mm-hmm. We beat Swan. We you know we were scoring goals for fun, really. Yeah, there's no, obviously. no taking it away from that team. That was a class team. Yeah. Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry and Aspi at the back with Courtois in goal. 17 yeah. sheets. It was a class team. Obviously, Hazard, player of the season that year. And then the partnership between Fabregas and Costa was just class. The uh, thing I would say about that season, sorry, Jack, is um, Jose got his recruitment spot on. Like... Um, I think we signed four, maybe five players that summer. Obviously, Fabregas and Costa, the two, where it's just like, I need these two players and I'll win the league, and we did. Um, but then Felipe Luiz was, un- I thought he was underwhelming during his time at Chelsea, but he was still a bloody good left back cover for uh, Dave, who was consistent as hell. And then we had Remy, um, who uh, he was relied on quite quite a bit because Diego was injury hit with his hamstring, and he was brilliant. He's, he must have chipped in about eight goals. Yeah. And then we had 36 year old Drogba, and he scored a few. So. So you, yeah, I think he got that. He got that spot. On. And you had someone like John Terry, who, who everyone had doubted a couple of seasons before. Was yeah. he going to leave? Is he? Is that the end of him? And he played every single Premier League game that season and was yeah. absolutely class. So yeah. yeah, every minute of every game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I, I remember, mean, was it? No, was it the Arsenal? We drew nil nil at Arsenal, which basically secured the title. And Mourinho was like, I think Mourinho said something like, "That was like one of his best ever performances." Yeah. of JT so yeah, I mean yeah. that, it was class from the start I just remember that first game against Burnley Costa getting off the mark straight away and then that, yeah. that pass from Fabregas is just yeah. timeless watching it now unbelievable one of one of the best I've seen for Schurler and Costa getting what I think got seven goals in his first four games and you just thought yeah. right we finally got someone who can stick it in the back of the net and stick it back in the net consistently and from there on, you pretty much thought there was no one else that was going to win the league, I think. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We had a bit of a wobble over Christmas. At one point, City did pull level on points with us, but they never overtook us. And then again, in the early weeks of January, a lead emerged and we never looked back. We only lost three games that season. We didn't lose any at home. Uh, 
it was a, just a very solid season. But I guess, boys, perhaps given the, what you know happened after it, and given the fact that maybe the quality of football wasn't as enjoyable that second half of the season, you know, grinding out. We, I remember, you know, we were struggling to beat the likes of Hull City. So it really was a struggle at times the second half of that season. So I guess, given Chelsea's high standards that we've shown and the high quality of other title wins, it's probably fair that that's in fifth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Going to move on. Uh, Jack, which, which, which title did you put in fourth place? Uh, to be honest, even now I'm still struggling. I think with the, the, the middle three, you could put any of them in any order. Um, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, controversial and put the 2005-06 season fourth. Okay. Uh, and, and another thing, I wouldn't even put it down at all. I think it was another class season, what we did to go and retain a title. I haven't done that since. Um, zero losses again at home. Uh, and still defensively only conceding 22 goals. I just think attacking-wise, it's similar to 405, I guess, but the defence helps. But with not as um, clinical in front of goal, like Lampard was top scorer with 16, and then Crespo got 16, Drogba 12. Um, I, yeah, I, I think because I was younger as well, that's why I probably put it for... That's fair enough. Louis, what about you? What's in fourth for you? Yeah, similar to Jack in the sense that I think the first one picks itself and the last one kind of picks itself. And these three, I can just put any three in either room. And for me, they're all just joint seconds. And I feel awful saying this because it was by far my favourite season. But I think I'm going to go Conte. And I'll explain more about why I put the other three ahead when we get when I get on to them but and I know we won 30 games and we went 13 unbeaten and it, it was brilliant it, like the, the bloke literally transformed transformed English football and still has because you still see teams now playing three at the back we still play three at the back look at the likes of Wolves how well drilled they are three at the back. they just got to a locally quarter final with it um, Arsenal play three at the back at times United even Jose started playing it at times and it's like the most un-Jose thing ever during his United United's time but the reason I have gone for it there is obviously I preferred the other the teams in the other in the other um, title winning seasons. But it, I don't feel like the quality in the league at that time was anywhere near as good as other seasons when we've won it. In second place was Tottenham, and let's face it, they were never going to put up like a, they only finished like nine points behind us. But I think we got the league wrapped up really early. Um, they were never going to put, put us under that much pressure. It's Tottenham. I mean, they, even if even if they got level and points, they would have just bottled it. City first year under Guardiola, they were terrible. Let's face it. I mean, that was a massive transformation period. They were losing 4-0 at Leicester. Liverpool, again, under Klopp weren't great. United were pretty poor. Uh, and Arsenal, again, pretty poor. So, I, yeah, we were brilliant. And I love the way that he transformed Victor Moses into... Basically, Cafu at right wing back. He made David Luiz have his best and most convincing season as a defender. He made Azpilicueta probably the best centre back in the league in that year, in my opinion. I don't think he put a foot wrong. Um, but when you, I just think oh, it's so hard, but I just think I just preferred the other two seasons. 
now that's fair enough so i guess the deciding vote comes down to me which is a tough tough task they're both like brilliant points and you like you know you say about 16 17 the quality in the league as well it's a fair point that city team is a long you know a lot different to the one that look that you know we see now that are in a you know dominate potentially going to win a champions league this season um so I look. I agree. The standard of the league back then wasn't as good, I'd say, as perhaps the previous titles. But I also, but again, I think that's quite a dangerous argument to have because I, always, yeah. I think like we can be quite nostalgic and go, oh, when we were younger, football was the standard of football was a lot better, and we can you know all remember the fact that English clubs were pretty much always dominant in Europe, which hasn't been the case for for a while now. Um, I don't, what I would counter that with is that that was a pretty, you know, just I know they'd been title winners a couple of seasons before, but that was a team that had finished 10th. That yeah. was a team that was pretty, you know, Victor Moses and Marcus Alonso at wingbacks, pretty ordinary players. David Luiz, Gary Cahill and Aspi as centre-backs, solid but not outstanding. And then, you know, the midfield two of Matic and Kante ultimately, I think, was the key for us. Yeah. But you know, that front three was, was pretty solid. But I'm going to... I find it tough. Oh, this, is, this is tough so, because... Sorry, we, just we to won... add to that as well. Sorry, yeah, just to add to that. Um, I, I don't want to use the argument of the teams being worse against Conte because, again, you can only beat what's in front of you similar to this year where we got four, but all the other teams are crap. But it don't matter. We still got four. One of the things for me as well was, yeah, he transformed us from 10th to 1st. But we didn't have European football, and a lot of people forget that. Um, and you yeah, saw in our fair. second year under Conte, I know he started moaning in the summer because that window was tragic. I mean, Daddy Drinkwater, Baki Hoko, Morata, uh, Zappa Costa. He wanted Alexandro. He wanted Lukaku. Um, so, sympathy there. I'd always love Conte. But it, we definitely struggled a lot more having to play a Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, oh, not even Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, whatever. Um, and I think our team was so consistent that first season under Conte. It was like, it was the only position I really remember changing was Pedro and Willian. The wingbacks yeah. were always the same. The back three was always the same. It was always Matic and Kante. Occasionally, Cesc come in if we were like Sunderland away and he won it the first one nil. Costa was always the main man. I remember games where we were just rubbish. And like West Brom at home, all goes down the channel and he just wins it out of nothing. Hazard was obviously his brilliant best. Um, yeah, we were just so consistent with our lineup. I think if we did have European football, it would have been a lot closer. Yeah, nah, that's fair. Chelsea that season scored the second most amount of goals in the league, which is pretty, you know, people sort of label Conte as like a defensive manager. He's a sort of like, you know, a counter-attacking. We scored 85 goals. Spurs only scored one more than us. And they won their last two games of the season, 6-1 at Leicester and 7-1 at Hull. Mm. Like, we've you know when we'd won the type when we wrapped up the title we had scored the most amount of goals in the league we were pretty clinical in front of goal that season we beat united 4-0 at home conte was the first ever manager to do the league double over pep guardiola obviously yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's done that now so i guess some values taken off that uh <laughs> you know we beat spurs at home we beat arsenal at home um and we produced that Everton performance was probably arguably one of the best Chelsea performances I've ever seen. And I yeah. think John Watson described it as, I think, one of the best performances team by team in the Premier League era, which yeah. said a lot. The quality of football that season 
was pretty outstanding, I thought. We scored 55 yeah. goals at home, which is, again, you know, if you're a match-going supporter, it'd be, it was pretty entertaining going to the bridge that season. However, purely because I think the quality was better, and I think in 05-06, we cruised to the title even more comfortably than we did. Well, in 16-17, we were sort of, you know, we had a little wobble at the end and Spurs put the pressure on a bit. I'm Jack. Unfortunately, I'm going to agree with Louis and put 05, uh, put 16, 17 in fourth because I think 05, 06 was better purely because uh-huh. I think that season we won. We'll get onto it later, but we won our first nine games, I think, in a row that season, which basically won us the league from the outset and we were dominant. So I'm going to put fourth and uh, Chelsea's 16, 17 title. So fifth place at the moment is with 14, 15 jersey. Fourth place is 16. 17 Conte. Sorry, Jack. Right. Third place, JD. What is your right, third so place? Third, third place, I went for 16 17 under Conte. I, we've, right. we've said it all already, but I just think I know we didn't have Champions League football, but for him to have taken that team from 10th, that was honestly everyone was underperforming. Think about how bad Hazard was. I think only we had one good player that season, that was Willian, who performed. Everyone just low on confidence. Didn't even have a great start to the season. Losing 3-0 away at Arsenal. And he changes it at half-time to the 3-4-3. And we didn't look back after that. Went and beat Hull the next week. And then we went on that 13-game run of winning 13 consecutive games. Uh, and I remember, I remember the one that sticks out to me most was when we played Man City away. I know, like we said, it was transformation season with Guardiola, but I remember watching that in early December and us beating them 3-1, just pure counter-attack and just thinking, we're going to win the league. We've got a big chance of winning this. Um, Costa was so good that day. It was, yeah, a joke. And that pass from Fabregas to Costa. Yeah. I think that was the uh, one game... Fabregas come in because Matic was injured or something and he yeah. stepped up big time um, and just just people chipping in this whole season Costa got 20 Hazard 16 Pedro 9 Willian 8 Alonso and Moses 8 between them even Gary Cahill got 6 that season mm, so everyone yeah. chipping in from all over the park obviously, Fabregas chipped in with a few of the back end as well yeah he got 5 um, and then obviously the introduction of Kante alongside Matic in that in that uh, Conte formation was just class so that's why I personally put it higher because I just think the job that Conte did to turn that around and then ultimately revolutionise formations in English football that's why I put that at third Fair enough Fair enough Louis what did you put in third place? I went for Ancelotti um, okay. so I've gone for both Jose's early years as the top two. Uh, the reason I went Ancelotti ahead of Conte is a couple of things. I think Conte would have been ahead of him if we won the FA Cup. We'd done the double under Ancelotti, albeit yeah, we might have played Portsmouth, but I don't think that matters. We still, we still nobody cares about who we played. It's still there. He won the double in his first season. Um, I understand the argument that Ancelotti had a much better team, and there's an argument that he definitely did. I mean, I think when you look back, we probably had like seven captains in that team. Or something ridiculous. It was like Czech. Cole, Terry, Ivanovic, uh, Drogba, Lampard, uh, the list just goes on. Um, even the likes of Deco weren't even playing that much. He was coming Balak. in and chipping in. Balak, yeah. So, 
there's obviously that argument for it. But for me, we were so good going forward that year, like disgustingly good. I, we must have scored seven goals in like five plus games or something ridiculous. We won the league title with an 8-0. Our run-in, we had United away and Liverpool away. We won both games. Um, I just think overall it was just, even though at times I know we only won the season on goal difference, but we were playing a really good the thing is, like United's eleven weren't even that good, but they were so well drilled that year under Ferguson. He, Anderson was brilliant, Nanny was brilliant, Rooney was brilliant. Rooney actually got Player of the Year that year, which I don't agree with at all, considering that Dropper scored twenty nine goals and Lampard had like thirty six goals and assisted thirty eight games. It's ridiculous, but they were a good side. Um, I just thought everything about that team was just brilliant. And another thing that goes in Ancelotti's favour for me is um, that summer he only signed Yuri Jerkov. And he didn't play. I mean, it was always Ashley Cole. Um, so he didn't actually add, not that he maybe need, didn't, felt like he didn't need to, which is fair enough because the team is that good. But he didn't have any spending or anything. Um, Conte brought in the likes of Louise and Alonso. Uh, yeah, yeah, he brought Alonso, didn't he? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's why for me, I just, it was my first season as a season ticket holder and it was brilliant. We scored so many goals and that 8-0 just topped it for me. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Right, this is where we're going to have the first real talk point. I've put 0-5-6 third. So, we've all voted, got a different one for third place. Just purely for the fact, I think 0-9-10, the football we just played was superb. It was so entertaining. The amount yeah. of goals we scored. We scored 68 goals at home that season. Like that's an average of what three and a half goals a game. That was ridiculous. We yeah. did the double over United, double over Arsenal, double over Liverpool. Like we. The thing is, with that season, we had big players who stepped up. Like you said about the yeah. double over United. Uh, I know away from home we beat them two one, and there was a couple of questionable goals. Like Joe Cole scored a back heel and Drupal was offside, and then they scored with a handball. Um, but that home game we won. I remember it was in October, I think, or November. We won one nil, and JT scored. And you look at, I was thinking about this earlier, and you compare it to our team now. If we were nil-nil at home to United now, who do you think would step up and score a big goal? I couldn't think of many other than maybe Pulisic could do it, but he's still young. Uh, Mount scored a few big goals this year, but definitely not a defender, that's for sure. Like yeah. JT chipped in with a stupid amount of goals. And that team as well, like you said, we had, in my opinion, the best ever Premier League keeper in goal. The best ever Premier yeah. League centre-back in John Terry. The best ever Premier League left-back in Ashley Cole. The best ever Premier League midfielder in Frank Lampard. And we didn't have the best ever Premier League striker in Drogba because I don't think he's the best ever. But for big moments, he's 100% the best ever. If you ever want someone in one big game to do it, you pick the Drogba over anyone. And anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. Because I have this debate with my mates all the time about Henri and stuff. Um, I wind it up and say I'd... I think Drogba was a better overall striker. Obviously, I think Omri was a better player. But I'd 100% pick Drogba for big games. If Omri scores me 25 goals and Drogba scores me 10, but Drogba's all in 1-0 big games, I'd pick Drogba every day of the week. I think it's a bit like the Messi-Ronaldo argument, isn't it? Like, Messi, Messi's the best for me, easily. But if you want someone in the Champions League final or a big game to turn up, you will pick Ronaldo because he yeah. always does. Yeah, yeah. I think with Drogba, they 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 do this goal stat on him. Sorry, Nick. They do the goal stat on him, like he didn't score enough goals, blah blah blah. I think he only had one season where he got like twenty plus or something in Chelsea. But Lampard finished above him in goals, scored quite a lot. But people forget he didn't take penalties. And have a look back, and how many of them goals were 
big defining moments or cup finals because obviously you've got the Munich and stuff. But even in his early years, he was scoring scoring in cup finals against Arsenal. Um, yeah, I don't think he scored against Liverpool in the Carling Cup. I can't remember that. But he scored twice against Arsenal in the Carling Cup a couple of years later. I think it was 06, 07. So yeah. he was still doing it in big moments, even when people didn't think he was that good. So, yeah. 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 That was such a good thing. And I'll team. say, 09-10, he got the golden boot and he missed a month, I think, because he had the African Cup of Nations as well. Mm. I think he had that season. He got 29 goals that season. He was phenomenal. So, Jack, it comes down to you, because obviously you you inferred you had 16-17 Conte, which we've put to fourth. So if it comes down to you out of 09-10 or 05-6, which one do you want to put in third place? Well, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to put 5-06 in third because I've put 9-10 in second as well. So, <laughs> Right, OK then. <laughs> That's about debate settled. Um, so we've, we've got, you know, hinted at already. So Jack and I have got 09-10 in uh, second place. Louis got 056 in second place. Uh, we've talked a bit about 0910, so we'll just talk, you know, briefly about 056 before we go on to first place because by now we know that 0910 is going to finish in uh, second place. Blue, what was it about 056 that just made you want to put it in second place? I think, like Jack said earlier, we would have all been like six and five, so we don't really fully appreciate how good we were. Um, I think if them 0405 and 0506 were when we were like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever, we'd look back and we'd realise like how ridiculously good we were. And the thing is with that 0506, I know we didn't win a trophy that year other than the league, obviously. Um, I don't think we did anyway. Um, we still, the bar was just set so ridiculously high from 0405. It was never going to be topped. Like we're never, we scored the same amount of goals we scored 72 goals and we conceded seven less. Um, we conceded 22 goals, which is still ridiculous. We conceded 54 this year. I know we were pretty bad this year defensively, but under Conte, I think we conceded 30 plus. Um, to concede 22 goals, that's like two goals every three games, which is just ridiculous. Um, the only thing which I can kind of understand from your point of view is, yeah, we didn't do it as well as we should have in other cups. Like The team was that good. It should have built on the first year. But my argument is we did build on the first year by retaining because retaining is so much harder than just winning it out of the blue, in my opinion. You see that teams always want to go out and beat champions. You look at City won it twice and then that third season, how hard it is to win that. I mean, 06, 07, we found it tough to win it that year. Um, there's been a lot of times where under Ancelotti, we struggled to win it the next year. Under Conte, as mentioned earlier, we really struggled the next year. I think we finished fifth or sixth, didn't we? Um, so, yeah, in my opinion, the bar was just set too high. So, that's why people look at 05 or 06 round upon when really we were arguably just as good. We just lost more games instead of drawing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I, that's fair enough. And again, you men mentioned 05 06, like we beat Arsenal twice, went, went to Highbury and beat them pretty comfortably. We wrapped the league up in style beating United 3 0 at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. That there were, yeah, it's tough because it just sort of shows, as we sort of said, the standards of these title wins that you know we're, we're sort of struggling to where to rank them. So, look, that, that's fair enough. 056 again was another brilliant season for Chelsea, but as you know, Jack and I said, 0910, just yeah. you know, the fact we just dismantled so many teams, just so free flowing. That's what I found in that 442 mm. lamps in the yeah. team, just 
22 goals and 14 assists. 36. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Louis said it's just ridiculous in 38 games. Yeah, and you'd have like Anelka, you know, chipping in with a fair few. Maluda under Angelotti arguably played his best football yeah. for us and he was chipping in with goals. Kalou as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kalou. Kalou, exactly. Ashley Colgoff, you. That, that 9 10 season, I just remember walking up to some games. It was like, you'd have like a typical mid-table team at home and it's like, yeah, they can make it difficult for us today. Like like Stoke, for example, and we'd all be done having having a drink before and be like, yeah, this could be tough. Like, might scrape a one nil, two nil, and then we'd just beat them like seven one, <laughs> and you'd just be there. It, just, it 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 was mind blowing, like how good. As soon as we got that first goal we, in that Wigan game, we got the first goal in like literally two minutes. Yeah. We'd just completely rip teams apart. Like they'd try and push on, just commit one extra player, and then bang, would score. I remember. I think we played Arsenal at home that year. And it was so typical Chelsea. Like back then, Arsenal just had all the ball the whole game. Went up the other end, dropper scored. They had all the ball again. Went up the other end, dropper scored. I think we won two now. Um, and that's just how good we were in front of goal. Like as soon as we got a chance, it was in. Yeah. And I'll just say as well to end United's dominance that season and win the Premier League after they'd won it three seasons in a row. That mm. was, that felt really good as well. And also. Mm point out that we won the FA Cup that year as well on the side so that's why yeah. I'm second yeah now nah, I'll I'll first double so for sure yeah. for sure right well boys there's obviously one glaring omission we've not mentioned yet we've all gone for it as first place the 045 league title win look I I can imagine we've put it first for a huge variety of reasons you know broke broke records first league title in 50 years Etc. Uh, Jack, just give quick thoughts on why you put it as number one. Yeah, just basically all the records on it as well as being the first one. That's that's the best feeling I think to get ninety five points was the record tally, and that was only just beaten in twenty eighteen by City when they got a hundred, losing one game all season to City, conceding fifteen goals in thirty eight games. Uh, no one's going to do that again with that defence of Ferreira, Carvalho, JT and converted William Gallas at full-back. He was quality that year. Yeah. So good. Uh, and, and that was, we conceded six goals at home. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Six goals. Um, Czech didn't concede a goal in over a, over a thousand minutes at one point and got 20, 24 of our 25 clean sheets. Um, and I think what highlights this one was that our most common result was 1-0 and it just shows how important a defence is. It's funny looking at it on now because obviously our defence this season was shocking. Um, but it shows that your defence wins you titles. Attacks, attack wins you games, but a, def- a good defence will win you t- titles. Um, like our, our attack wasn't firing on all, on all cylinders at all. Drogba got 10, Johnson 12, and Lampard was our top scorer with 13, which for a team that's gone and won the league, you would say is pretty underwhelming. Um, so that's why I put that uh, first. And that, that obviously that season started our longest run of unbeaten games at home, which went on to last for four and a half years and 86 games. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. It basically kickstart the winning mentality at the club. Louis, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, so a couple of things. 
we conceded more than Jack men- mentioned the defence and completely agree. Defence wins you titles 100%. Um, and Czech, Czech that year was ridiculous as well. Like I know he had the best defence, probably the Premier League's ever seen, definitely the Premier League's ever seen in front of him. But Czech was brilliant that year as well. Um, we conceded more than one goal twice. So if we conceded, yeah. more often than not, it was one goal. So if we needed to win a game, we needed two. When we allude to this year that we, if we need to win a game, often we need five or four yeah. this year. And and our attack that year was, I know Jack mentioned it might not be uh, that good, but we had Robin and Duff on the wings and they were brilliant. Yeah, they, like, we were we were they, electric. Our midfield won us games as well. Like I think it was Macard, Lampard, and Thiago mainly. I think. Thiago. Um, yeah. And compare that to our midfield now, Kante, Makaleli. Yeah, there's always a debate about them too. Um, Makaleli had a bloody role named after him. He was that good. Um, you compare the likes of Jorginho, say Thiago. It's an absolute no-brainer. Thiago would offer you so much more going forward. He was a complete engine. Jorginho can. Just gets thrown around the pitch, runs about 10 yards um, and gets out of breath. And then you look at the comparison to Lampard and say, you could say Mount and their first seasons were actually quite similar when Lampard first joins. Um, obviously, that was Lampard's second or third season, I think. But you, you compare him to like those likes of Kovacic now. Lamp- Lampard just won us games, like Bolton away from home, 2-0, Frank, both. Um, I'm a big, big fan of Kovacic, but if you want to get to that level, you've got to start impacting games going forward. And our midfield that year was just incredible. Like Our defence was a joke, but our midfield just controlled games. There's a reason why we only conceded uh, 15 goals. And it's because half the time, people just we just won every single battle in midfield. I remember speaking to my dad, and it was just like when he, cause he used to go uh, back then, and I didn't used to go as much, because obviously I was like five. Um, he just said, we'll go one nil up, and then it would just dab it. Like no one, everyone would just know that we'd win the game. Um, and like you said, we still scored 72 goals that year. The next highest was Arsenal with 87, but they conceded 36. So, and then after that, it was United with 58. And um, in my opinion, to basically summarise it, I think it's the best Premier League team ever. Uh, you can talk about the Invincibles and stuff, but that year we also won a cup. The Invincibles went out in the semi finals of the Carling Cup and the FA Cup. And they weren't really invincible because we'd done them at Highbury in the Champions League with Wayne Bridge. Um, so say, say about that what you'd like, really. Um, I don't think... I think we've seen glimpses of how teams can threaten the invincible record like Liverpool tried to this year. But no one's ever going to threaten that defensive record, ever. So that's why it's the best team in Premier League history for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I completely, completely agree with your boys' points there. Um, now... We get. I've added like another category, which is what is your favourite Premier League title? Because obviously the Premier League titles happened at different ages for us. You know, so different ones. We you know maybe not seeing the games as much, not you know experiencing it as much. So Jack, I went. What was your favourite Premier League title win? Um, I say nine ten comes close, just from the free flowing football scoring that many goals over the season but my favourite was definitely the 16-17 under Conte um, I mean we said all the points just literally just how he revolutionised the football and changed that formation and that that literally won us the title changing the formation that early on in the season um, and to have been able to be at every single game that season and see us go and win it that, that's why I put that as my favourite 
Fair enough, fair enough. Louis, what was your favourite? So for me, it's a toss-up between 9 10 Ancelotti and then 16-17 Conte. Purely because 9 10 was my first season like fully going. So it kind of just like went downhill from there. Like It was never going to get better. Like All of Chelsea's best ever players just scoring free, uh, winning the league, winning the cup. And then after that, it's just like, well, we're never going to be that good again, are we? But I've actually gone for Conte as well purely because of the fact that I remember walking out of that game at Arsenal when we lost 3-0, absolutely fuming. Not even with Conte as such, but just with like the situation because we were so poor the year before. And then we started the season okay. We had a late winner against West Ham and then a late winner against Watford. And then we come to Arsenal and they just ripped us apart. And I was fuming. And then turns out it was obviously the best thing that ever happened to us because straight after that, he changed it and we were absolutely mustered. Um, but there were just like little glimpses that year that we were going to win the league like that late goal against Watford the late goal against West Ham it was just like there's something something's, something's happening here and it was just so fun to watch like like you said Nick it was other than 0-4-0-5 I think it's the most balanced Chelsea team I've ever seen defensively there were times where we'd just win 1-0 easy so good but then going forward we just absolutely kill teams um I remember the semi-final in the FA Cup. I know we lost in the final due to a certain Anthony Taylor and Victor Moses diving. But that semi-final, I remember I was outside Wembley and checked the team. There's no Hazard and Costa. And it's like, well, this is this is weird. And then Aki was playing left centre-back and he got it spot on. And it was just like, not many managers take a risk like that and get it spot on. And he did. And then he obviously brought them on and they won us the game. Um but yeah, yeah it was, what a fun season that was. So good. Can I just add as well, the man himself, Conte, I just loved watching him on the side of the pitch, how animated he'd get. He'd be the 12th player on the pitch, shouting at everyone for 90 minutes, and he wouldn't stop. So you yeah. just saw the passion that he brought into that team and got them so fired up. And then just tactically, he was a genius. So... It's just a shame how it ended that second year because, like you said, it was so good that first year. And then that second year, like he started moaning a bit and rightly so, the board didn't really... They backed him money-wise, but the recruitment was tragic. Um, he was having issues with Costa. He was having issues with Courtois. It was just... It, it wasn't great. And it's like... I remember he took pre-season training for a week knowing he was going to get sacked. So it's like before Sarri, because they couldn't get the Sarri deal over the line. So he took pre-season training for a week and then we got Sarri in. It was just, I don't think, I think he could have not moaned. The club could have done a lot better in that situation. But it looks like he's doing the same at Inter a bit where he's, he's moaning a bit, which is a shame because he was, it was just so good that first year. Yeah, good points uh, that you raised, lads, again. Yeah, 16-17, undoubtedly my favourite season following Chelsea is a season where I was able to go to the games more often than I had done in the past. I went with uh, Jamie from school, which was like it was just really, really good fun going to the games. And, uh, well, you know, there were a lot of memorable moments. I remember we played Middlesbrough. It was, you know, the week we would go on to win the title. Obviously, we played Middlesbrough on the Monday night and then we beat them 3-0. And it was, you know, we won that one win uh, closer to to get in the title. JD, I don't know about you because we had, we, we, we left sick form on the Friday, the day we were playing West Brom. I didn't mm, catch the West Brom game. 
because I, I had to unfortunately uh, one of our, our mutual friend of ours had was uh, was taken ill due to uh, perhaps overindulging in, in some drinking so I had to make sure he got home safe so I was on the train home I following on BBC Sport and I just got uh, on the live text feed so when Batshuayi we uh, popped up Batshuayi scoring was probably quite an anticlimactic way to yeah to sort of enjoy following that that memorable night but that season as a whole was just unbelievable you know like and being there for the final game of the season watching us lift the Premier League trophy saying goodbye to JT it was just just an unbelievable season it was just like a brilliant way to send JT off it was all you know written in the stars and bear in mind that you know we'd not really been able to give Lamps a proper send-off not been able to give Ashley Cole a proper send-off we were able to give JT a proper send-off yeah. which was nice and like the football we played that season was superb and we beat you know putting five past a pretty awful Sunderland side on the last day was just the icing on the cake and one of my sort of favourite memories of that season was the FA Cup semi-final I know we said we, meant, uh, we didn't go on to win it but we you know on the tube seeing the team news you've got Hazard and Hazard Costa and Fabregas all on the bench Spurs pretty much full strength and bearing in mind we just lost to United the week before our lead at the top was down to four points and you're thinking oh no this could be a really you know difficult difficult game because obviously you know you felt he's prioritizing the league because I think we had a league game midweek uh coming up after that but you know he got it spot on you know we beat them 4-2 Willian stepped up to the plate scoring two goals and then he brought Hazard and Costa on Hazard put us 3-2 ahead and then Matic scored one, just one of the most unbelievable goals I've ever seen. I was just sat, I was in the, I know, probably one of the upper tiers at Wembley, right behind the goal. So you've got the perfect view as that Matic shot goes in. And I just remember like turning around, looking at Jamie. I think the first couple of seconds were just like disbelief and then just going absolutely crazy because then we knew we were going to the FA Cup final. So... No, that for sure was just a brilliant moment. And obviously, you know, came out of that brilliant, that famous Jermaine Genus, you know, bit of punditry that, you know, went gets replayed on Twitter every now and again about talking about how, you know, Spurs didn't deserve to lose that game, etc. It was just, oh, it was just a brilliant, brilliant season in so many aspects. Yeah, definitely. I think that Spurs game was probably one of my favourite that season, definitely was there as well at Wembley. Um, I was actually the other side behind Matic as he struck the ball, so I could see it just going straight into the top corner. And those ones that clatter the bar and go in are always the best. So that was another that was another good one. Uh, get some bragging rights over the Spurs fans. I know we didn't go on to win it, but um, still a top, top season and my favourite, definitely, so far. Hopefully we'll have another one soon. I just think that that game just epitomised that Conte year like completely, just summed it up. Like, um, firstly from the selection, like you said, Nick, no Costa, no Hazard, no Fabregas. He played Aki in left centre back and he was brilliant. And that was one of the first appearances I think he's made, definitely in the first FA Cup semi final appearance. Um and like you said, not many managers have the balls to do that and for it to work. I remember standing outside just thinking, what on earth are we doing here? Like, I really don't want to lose to these and then just have all my Spurs mates give me a load of stick. 
but it worked. It threw them off and it gave Hazard and Costa 30 minutes to just run, run, run rings around Jan Vertonghen, which is what we would love to see. Um, and then, like you said, Matis just stuck one in the top corner. But another thing about that game, like you allude to with Jermaine, G- Jermaine Genus talking about possession and stuff, um, other, they scored two really, really good goals, to be fair. I remember their first goal, Ericsson whipped in a really good ball and I think it was a Kane header. Um, but other than that, I don't really remember them threatening us. Even at 2-2, it was like, I think we're in a pretty comfortable position here. And that was a thing under Conte. We did concede more goals than under Jose and stuff like that. But other than that, oh. Well, 0405, 0506 period of Jose's first stint at Chelsea. I don't think we've had a more balanced side, in my opinion. Defensively, we were outrageous. When we didn't have the ball, we felt comfortable. And then when we, as soon as we did get that ball, that transition from front to back was so quick, in, like in that City game. And like I said, we only needed a couple of chances. And that's what happen, happens when you have someone like Costa up front. They only need a sniff. Hazard on that during that season only really needed a sniff and it was in the back of the net. That third goal summed up Hazard completely. Come on, didn't even look like he had a right to score from there, and he just drilled it with his weak foot in the bottom corner. And like you said, Jack, I think that probably was definitely my favourite game of the season as well. I don't think it. I think it was arguably our best all-round performance given the team that started as well. Um, there was you could argue Everton and stuff like that, but we were playing against a bloody good Tottenham side that year. Um, their best in their history, despite winning nothing, of course. Um, so yeah I think again like, I didn't want to put him fourth considering like how he transferred the team but in terms of favourite 100% no question yeah no exactly and also you know just we talk about you know talk, people talk about Eden's best seasons and you know I often think of basically the second half of 14-15 where he basically carried us over the line on his back but 16-17 he just turned up in all the big games scored yeah. scored home and away against City Scored against United at home. Scored that sensational, sensational solo goal at home to Arsenal, yeah. where you're just in the ground and you're just like, "Wow, what have I just witnessed?" Yeah, watching yeah. him Taking under Conte that season, yeah, watching him under Conte that season was, you know, phenomenal. And you know, people argue, say, you know, he, you know, last season was his best for us in terms of his goal, you know, his goal numbers, etc. But honestly, Eden has that year under Conte was just unplayable. Yeah, he was, he's more, he was just superb. He's more than stats, that bloke, though, isn't he? I know he had yeah. statistical best season last year, but I remember just, well, he's always been this way, just giving the ball and mm. the, the things he can do with a ball at his feet, um, drop the shoulder and he's gone past you like that. Um, and just technically unbelievable player. Um Top top season that year. Just a shame he's uh, had some bad injuries this year at Real, but he's definitely definitely up there with some of Chelsea's greatest players. Yeah, like you said, Jack, about stats with Eden. I think I alluded to it in the last pod. I think Pulisic could probably put up better stats because of the fact that Eden would just it it literally be one on one and still go. You know what? I'm going to pass it. It was like the most unruthless second striker I've ever seen. And for, like, Gary Neville used to say all the time, I remember, for him to get Ballon d'Or level, he had to score more um, because that's just the way they score Ballon d'Or. It's like he was never going to win Ballon d'Or only scoring 10 to 15 a year in the league. Um, But like you said, that didn't sum up how good he was because there was just times where he wouldn't score assists, but he was just causing them nightmares. And he'll take three players out of the game. 
and then all of a sudden Costa would have all the room in the world and they put it in the back of the net and Hazard wouldn't have even got the assist for it. So that's why I kind of said in the last pod, I think Pulisic could put up better stats because I think he does look a bit more ruthless in front of goal. His first thought is, can I get a shot off? Whereas Eden's first thought was, can I play it through the iron needle and get an assist? Um, That's not me saying that Pulisic is going to be a better player. Eden Hazard is by far the best technical player I've ever seen at Chelsea. And I think that 3-4-3 actually got the best out of him in times. I think Jose used him really well, but a lot of times he was playing like left back and then that transition from back to front was slower. Whereas with Conte in the 3-4-3, he had Alonso and then Gary behind him with Matic as well. So he kind of just stayed up a bit more. And that's why we could score the goals against City as quick as we did. Yeah, I just want to throw sort of one last name into the 16. Actually, a couple last names in 16-17 season. One of them being Cesc Fabregas. He struggled getting in the team at the start of the season. But that season, you know, basically the second half of that season onwards, he managed to play a lot more regularly. He still, that season, he managed to get into double figures, assists-wise. And he chipped in with a few goals. You can, you know, he was phenomenal in 14-15 under Jose, although the second half of that season, he did, you know, struggle quite a bit. But I'd argue for Fabregas, that was probably maybe one of his more complete seasons at Chelsea, where he was just pretty much impactful every single game he played. Yeah. Definitely. Conte managed him really well that year. He put him in at the right times um, because there were games where he didn't work with him in a two because it, with Jose, yeah, he was in a two, but he had Oscar in front and Oscar was a proper workhorse. He'd get back all the time and, and all the time to go for a three and put Ramirez in there, um, who's one of my favourite ever Chelsea players for obvious reasons. And that's another thing for Ancelotti. Ancelotti brought him in, so a lot of respect for that. Um, but yeah, going back to Sesk. On this day. When... When I look at Cesc, I think I still think he'd walk into our team now. I think he's everything Jorginho fans think Jorginho is, but he's not. Everything about it, like there's this illusion around Jorginho can play a pass. Don't get me wrong, but that pass that Jorginho played against Watford, for example, which you mentioned last pod, that was don't get me wrong, a quality pass. Fabregas would do that every game, no fail, no fail. So I don't get why we've changed our expectation now with Jorginho, where. He does that pass once a season and we think he's like this great shining light for the club, especially last year. Um, mm. When we've gone from the likes of Cesc Fabregas, who was arguably one of the best part, he was the best passer in the league under Jose by an absolute mile. Um, so he just, usually you don't get a player in that position who can unlock it as well as Fabregas did. Usually it'll be someone like Eden who's further forward. So having someone like him in there was just so useful. And like you said, Nick, he every single game he come on, the Sunderland game, we won 1-0. The City game, he come on, he was brilliant. I think he come on in the semi-final and he was brilliant, just controlled the game. And that's the thing, Jorginho can control a game, but Fabregas can control a game and do it the other end as well. And that's that's what made Fabregas so good, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, just, he's, prepared oh, as well to, he's prepared to go and make that one-in-a-million pass and it might not get to the player every time, but that's what I love watching Fabregas, is he'll go for that pass. He won't play the easy pass. That's probably why mm. his pass percentage is not as high as some of the players now, but the quality of the passes he used to play were just ridiculous. Um, remember that one for Costa against Arsenal when he chipped it? Costa, uh, West Brom as well. We were 1-0 yeah. down. Well, nil-nil. Costa was screaming to get him on, and yeah. then he literally comes on two seconds later over the top goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that goal, uh, 
that goal was all Costa, to be fair. It was like... It was. The corner and it wasn't even a great ball, but yeah, it it's not the point. Fun. Exactly. But that's Fabregas' no. first four. Jorginho, this, I keep alluding to Jorginho and Kovacic, but it's just because we've got in there now. But then two first four is, can I go sideways and can I give it to each other? Fabregas's first thought was get the ball, look up, go long. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even go long in the sense like Brexit football, just pump it up the pitch. Mm-hmm. It was like actually calculated. It would be into Costa's chest, into Drogba's feet, or can I get Remy in behind? Um, same in the Conte year. It was can I get Hazard in behind? Can I switch to play to Alonso higher up the pitch? Whereas now there's been a lot, I don't know about you boys, but it feels like there's been a lot of games this year where on midfield, and even in that final, it was like Frank, Frank alluded to it. It was... The same pattern of play, it'll go ball into Jorginho, back to Kovacic, back to Jorginho, right back, back to centre-back, and then it'll just keep going round. And it feels like we just never get the ball forward. Whereas with someone like Fabregas in there, it's just ball into him, bang, forward straight away, and it makes such a difference. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, think I agree with that. In that 16-17 season, I used to always be disappointed not seeing him play as much, because I know... Kante and uh, Matic work really well together but for me someone who likes a technical player I always wanted to see Fabregas play instead of Matic um, yeah. and I, like that West Brom game is a perfect example, example of it there was a few times in the season where we struggled to break teams down and Fabregas was the key coming on and turning the game like that and getting us a big three points um, so I think his role that season was was pretty pivotal for us going and winning yeah. the league and getting the 93 I think, points. I think with that Matic-Kante combo, the reason he didn't play Sesk is because Matic, it was actually Kante who was higher up the pitch because Matic sat and Kante would just literally just buzz around pressing everyone. Um, Fabregas doesn't allow Kante to do that. So you lose a lot in terms of our energy in midfield and stuff. And I'm not saying Matic is more energetic than Fabregas whatsoever, I mean, he probably got more stamina on him, but he wasn't exactly quick across the grass, was he, Matic? But he just allowed Kante to do his job and cover. That isn't Sesk's game. Mm-hmm. So I get why Conte done it and 100% think he used him right. But it was a shame not seeing him as much because but like you said, and it was a shame to see him go. Like, I, that's one thing that really, really like pissed me off about Sarri was how quick he let him go. It was like, it, I even remember when um, it was a ridiculous game. We played Derby and Frank was in charge of Derby and Cesc was brilliant. And he was just like, come in, he was just brilliant, run the game, scored a couple of goals. And then we let him go. And it was like, he was still by a shadow of a doubt the best passer at the club. Mm. It's like, do you let the best passer at the club go? Like Liverpool shouldn't have let Javi Alonso go when he was the best passer at the club. Um, that type of thing. So I, I still think he had a couple of years left in him and he was definitely useful. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. What one last player I want to give a mention to? Obviously, he's now departed. Also, a quick shout to him. He was superb that season. But one person who I think didn't necessarily get applauded, he deserved that season was Pedro. He was basically second fiddle to Eden to Diego. You know, Kante got a lot of plaudits as well for the impact he had. But Pedro's impact that season certainly can't be forgotten. He scored some big, big goals in crucial moments for us. Yeah, big goals. Nine nine goals in the season. I remember goals against Spurs. That one against Everton was just sublime. Yeah. Um and what I love about him is just absolute workhorse. Works well, works perfectly in that system, I think. 
Um, yeah, quality, quality player. Sad to see him go this week. Yeah, another mention for that team as well. I don't want to say it because I hate him, but Courtois was brilliant. Um, yeah. It just This year, it's just made me really just wish that we had a goal that you could just come and claim across. The amount of times where we were like one or two new up and they'd just pluck it out of thin air and then that's it, all pressure relieved. It feels like now, corner comes in, keeper doesn't even go for it. Or if he does, he flaps and they've got the ball. Courtois would just come and just pluck it like it's nothing. Um, and he made big saves that year. Sunderland away, 1-0 top corner saved it um, yeah big player yeah he's only won the golden glove that year so no doubt Courtois impact was huge well there you go we have tried to rank Chelsea's Premier League successes it was a tough ask as you've obviously seen on the podcast with us not always agreeing with each other um, but I hope you did enjoy it something different during the off season uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh, you can follow us on Twitter at that Chelsea pod on Instagram at that Chelsea podcast and obviously we're on all your podcast platform providers if you like what you hear give us a rating on Apple Podcasts so we can go up so more people can discover us and uh, until the next episode everybody keep blue flag flying high Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office More than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.